Hello, and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened. Today, we're going to be discussing oracle cards. Now, we feel that it can take years to properly learn how to study and work with the tarot. And it's worth it. Don't you agree, Janice? I mean, it's, it's worth taking the time to study the tarot. I do, because you never tap out. There's always more. There's always another nuance, another level. And you build an intuitive connection with your deck and with the symbolism and everything else that's involved with the tarot. So I agree. But that seems that's more like a journey, not just a, <laughs> a snapshot. Yeah, exactly. It's a long journey, but a worthwhile one. But the cool thing about working with Oracle decks is you can start learning how to work with them right away. They can help us learn to tune in and receive guidance for ourselves and others. And there are so many decks out there. If you don't have a deck that you have resonated with, you might want to search around on Amazon, look at customer reviews, images of the cards. If you have a local metaphysical store, go there. Most of them will have like a you know sample box open so you can go through each of the cards. Another tip that a listener gave me years ago, you can go on YouTube and type in the name of an Oracle deck you think will work with you, followed by the word unboxing. And most likely a video will pop up showing you what every card looks like. So there's this trend of, you know, unboxing the cards and they show you every picture. And that's really helpful because when you are working with Oracle cards, I think that's one of the biggest keys is making sure the pictures, the words, the images, the symbols really resonate with you so that you want to work with that card. Exactly. Exactly. And it's interesting how you may be drawn to a certain deck, but it doesn't feel right. So that's not your juju. Go for one that really resonates with you. And you, again, the, for me, the visual is huge with the Oracle decks, even more so than with the Tarot. And I know that's because I'm very visual, but I, I just find maybe because it's a, a, a shorter version of, of the um, connection with spirit that we're working with, but the visual and the, it is so much more important with the Oracle for me. Yeah, it is for me too. And and the words on it as well. I don't like Oracle decks that have a lot of fearful cards in them. No, there'll be none of that. No, I like positive, <laughs> uplifting. You've got this. <laughs> and I, and it, don't you find that the Oracle decks aren't as, generally aren't as harsh a definition? They're, they're, maybe it's because they're more succinct. I mean, I have a couple decks that there's a long explanation for each card and they go into a lot of depth. But most of them are much more brief. They're they're quicker, and you can pick one just and and get the message that you need or that you're hoping to get some clarity with. Exactly. I mean, with an oracle deck, you're not going to get a card like the ten of swords. Mm -hmm. Tarot, you pull the ten of swords. It's that picture of the person laying on the ground with ten swords in their back. There's no way you can. <laughs> how are you going to make that positive? All will be well. I mean, I, I guess we could because it talks about natural endings and all of that. But some of the cards in Tarot, you know, they're, they tell it like it is. Whereas right. Oracle decks are more like, okay, this might be how it is, but here's a more uplifting way of looking at it. And with any of these forms of divination, always realizing it's the energy of where you are at this moment. So if you're starting the day, and I do, I have decks downstairs and I'll say, what's the energy around today? Or what do I need to be aware of? Or is there anything that I need insight about? And I'll pick an Oracle card. And I have this little rain man routine I do in the morning. 
have found that it's subject to the energy that you're picking. So throughout the day, don't don't so lock into that energy because it is fluid. It is going to shift and change. It's an overview of the energy when you're pulling the card. Exactly. All right. So let's go through what you do once you get a new deck home. So I'll go through my little process and then you can go through yours. I think it's important to clear the energy of the cards, even though they might come shrink-wrapped and you don't think anyone has touched them. Well, a lot of people have because they were created and packaged and mailed to the store and, and then handled in the store by other people and then brought to you. So I like to smudge the deck. I like to hold it in my hands and sometimes I'll just reiki the deck and ask that it's cleared of any and all negativity. It's accrued in its journey to me. I ask that it work with me for our highest and healing good. And then I will knock out the energy of the card, each card. And then what I do is I go through every card in the deck. So I'll just spend an evening when I don't have anything to do that night. And I'll go through each card, just flipping it over, looking at it, just spending some time with it so I get to know the deck before I start to use it. Do you do something like that? Not with as much depth, but I do smudge every card. I shuffle and shuffle and shuffle and shuffle to make a connection with the deck so that I'm getting my energy to mix with the energy of the cards. Because it is, it's a working relationship with our decks. But I do always smudge them. I'll usually say a prayer and meditation over them. I will, a lot of times I'll put some crystal stuff around them. So I think whatever your process is that feels real and true for you, but I like pick up each card over the smoke of, of a smudge and I'll like flip it back and forth and really kind of soak each card in, in good juju. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And you can take your Oracle cards and you can take them out of the box with the book and put them in a special bag or a special box, uh, or you can just keep them in the box they come with. That's up to you. There's um, a wonderful teacher I like to look at a lot on YouTube. Her name is Ellen Goldberg, and she has a lot of great YouTube tutorials on reading palms and tarot. But Looking at her methodology of how she reads cards is so interesting, Denise. She doesn't shuffle the deck. Like I I kind of become like, a, I don't know, a Las Vegas poker player because I'll bridge shuffle, I cut them, I do all sorts of things. She doesn't do that. She spreads them on a table and stirs them all around and around and around in a big circle and then regroups them. And I think that's an interesting way to do it. And she says there's no right or wrong way. Have you ever done that? I have. I'll just like spread them all up like your finger painting and you mix yeah. them all together. And another thing is to, once you've done all of that, is to fan them out and, and feel like kind of when you had said do the Reiki over them, kind of send energy to that whole fanned out uh, spectrum of cards as well can be helpful. Yeah. So there's so many ways that, that you can work with your Oracle cards. And I think that's something we want to emphasize today is there's not, there's not a right way and a wrong way with these oracle cards what i would like to emphasize though is consistency i have gotten that message a lot when i'm working with oracle cards or tarot that it's like my guides are trying to tell me we need you to flip the cards in the same way each time so we can help you get the most accurate answer so if sometimes you're flipping left to right or top to bottom or if sometimes you're using your left hand and other times you're using your right hand i feel like that does not help them give us the best card. Mm -hmm. So I try to be really, really consistent. So always 
flipping them over, for example, or I will say the same prayer of intention each time that I'm consulting the deck. And I do try to shuffle them in the same way too. Again, so many different ways you can do this. I had I went to a reader once and she she put out every card, like all every card in the deck on the table and told me to pick 10. Oh. And I hadn't seen that done before. Have you? No, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. And there are some people who will not let the person they're reading for touch their cards. Right. What do you think about that? Uh, if, if I'm face-to-face with someone, I, I will often, well, I haven't done that in so long now, but I'll, I'll hand the person the cards and let them shuffle them or pick one, or I'll fan them out and let them put their hand over it and say, you know, just hold your hand over the cards until you find the one that, that calls to you and pick them that way. Uh, yeah, so I do that I, too. I think there needs to be that connection. Right, right. But it also does work for distance. So um, we're going to do this a little later in the in the show today is pick a card for, for all of us. And you'll see that it will probably resonate with with what's going on in your life or the collective right now. So it can be distance as well. Yeah, if I'm doing it in person, I'll shuffle the deck while I'm talking to them mm-hmm. and kind of calming their energy down because people are nervous when they come for a reading and trying to connect with their energy. And then I'll give them the deck and I'll say shuffle while thinking of your question and then cut it. And then I start that way. But if I'm doing it distantly, I will shuffle while I'm talking to them and I'll say to them, tell me when to stop shuffling. So it's interesting when I've done readings for people, I'll my default position is to use the tarot, but often I'll have like one or two Oracle decks in my bag with me to kind of validate what came through with the, the tarot reading. And, and I'll say, oh, well, pick a card and see if this validates or if it gives you more information. But I've never really done full readings with just Oracle cards other than like the medicine cards, but they're kind of a common, they're different. They're not just a one. Um, to me, they're different. Oh, no, I agree. I've never done a full professional reading with an Oracle deck, but I will with my friends, especially Mm -hmm. my friends who think Tarot is, you know, bad. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So are you more apt to pull an Oracle card for yourself? Yes. Yes. I am as well. I feel a little superstitious about consulting the Tarot all the time for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like a full-on Celtic crossbred. Right. So I might pull a tarot card, you know, once a day or whatnot, but I have no issue consulting Oracle decks frequently. Mm-hmm. I think they're great for uh, meditation focus. They're great for journaling. They're wonderful. If you're just talking to a friend and the friend's like, gosh, I'm so worried about blah, blah, blah. I've got a big basket with Oracle decks and I'll just, you know, run upstairs and, and grab the basket and say, pick a deck and choose a card. And so I use them in a whole variety of personal ways and you're right they're i don't want to say gentler than tarot but anyone can pick up an oracle deck read the card or read the book and have a message you don't need to know numbers and suits and all those other things that go with with something that might feel a little more complicated do you think you always have to cut the deck I think it depends on what your your own personal preference is because, I mean, you and I have talked about this with, with different things that we teach and different things that we do in our own work is 
you'll find what feels right for you. So uh, I tend to cut the deck, but what I'll do with a lot of times with Oracle decks is I'll shuffle and shuffle and shuffle. And then I'll hear like a number, like three, and I'll shuffle three more times. And then I'll pick the deck, the card on top, or I'll um, shuffle and, sh and I'll just go with feel on it. But usually it's more uh, shuffling than cutting with the Oracle decks. But sometimes I do cut them, I have to admit. Yeah, I'll cut the deck too. And I think that's a really good point to really pay attention to your intuition. Sometimes I'll shuffle, I'll cut, I'll pull three cards, and then I'll feel like I need to look at the bottom card on the bottom of the deck. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, so listen to little nudges you're getting. Okay, what if the answers you get have nothing to do with your question? Have you ever had that happen? Oh, <laughs> not like all the time, but, <laughs> but more often than I'd like to admit, because that's the other thing about working with a, a card deck on your own, whether it's Oracle Tarot, anything else, is you have a vested interest and you, on some level, you know what you want your answer to be, or you want that clarity, or you want, and, and my own personal experience is I will overanalyze the shit out of things, or I will go with... I don't think that's what I really was supposed to get. I better try another one. Yeah. You know, whenever I do that, my I swear my guides have such a sense of humor that's, uh, you know, different because I'll get the same cards. Yes, crazy. me too. Yeah. And it's like they're saying, uh-uh, lady, you're not sneaking out of this one. <laughs> yes. And if that happens, then, you know, throw down your weapons because you've gotten your your answer. And then, and then I usually like all by myself, we'll do like a high five to spirit and say, you know, you are good. You are so damn good because it's just, what are the chances you'd pull the exact same card? Exactly. I'd love a, a statistician to tell us because it happens so much that it's, it's uh, overwhelming. So yeah, they will give you the answer that you need, not necessarily the answer that you want. And what I have found is you might think you're worried about a situation like, oh, this job is really driving me crazy, or I can't stand my coworker. And you you pull cards, and it's all about trusting yourself, leap of faith, going within, or taking a risk. And you realize, oh, what's really freaking me out is not this job or this coworker. It's my issue with confrontation or setting boundaries. So sometimes, yeah, the answer will not look like what you asked but it really is what you need to hear. What do you think about timing with Oracle decks? Because to me, they're more of a in the moment, present energy kind of a thing. Yes, I agree. And I'm very impatient. So when I consult any deck, whether it's Tarot or Oracles, I will always say in my prayer of intention, please show me what I need to know about blah, blah, blah in the next three months. So I try to put a timeline on the question as I'm shuffling and cutting. Oh, that's good. That's good information. Well, otherwise you don't know, is that wonderful card or scary card? Is that going to happen now or later? Or, you know, mm -hmm. you just don't know. And so it can be really helpful to put a little timeline on it. Do you always pull one card or do you do different spreads with your Oracle cards? I go with what I'm being nudged to do. And, and going back to what you said a minute ago, if the card that I pick doesn't feel clear or I feel like I need more information, I'll pull another one. Often I'll do three similar to a three card spread in the Tarot. 
maybe past, present, future, or is this a yes, no, or what's the energy around this situation, where I am now, what what I'm leaving behind me, what I'm going into. So I'll um, sometimes you can get the extra that you need to validate that initial card that you pull. Yeah, I agree. And there's so many cool three card spreads you can use. Of course, past, present, future is great, but you can also have the left card indicate blocks or challenges. The middle card can symbolize opportunities and help. And then the third card on the right can indicate the outcome. So you can you can create your own three card spread as well. Mm -hmm. And if you want to do like a body, mind, spirit, what if, if you're trying to find a, a balance in a decision that you're trying to make, you you can you're exactly right. You can make it whatever the cards work for you. You don't work for the cards. Well, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship, so it's not really a work. Really, well, I'm not sure on that. I think it's also important to pay attention to cards that fall out. If you're shuffling and one card falls out, this card needs to be considered as part of the reading. Oh, very much so. Because often that's the card that you really needed more so than what you pick later on. And I have to admit, if I have a jumper, I'll, read, I'll look at it and I'll, I'll give it credence and then I'll still pull a card anyway. I do both. When yeah, I will out. too, but I won't put the jumper card back in. I used to do that, and then it would just appear in the reading anyway. Right. I don't either. I set it to the side. Yeah, I do too. And then when you're done consulting the deck, I think it's really important to say thank you. Mm -hmm. To I acknowledge agree. that exchange of energy. So some things you can use oracle cards for, you can use them for your daily meditation practice, for guidance. You can use them for connecting with your spiritual team, for setting intentions, for manifesting. For example, if you are trying to manifest something and there's a card in your Oracle deck that just makes you really happy or symbolizes accurately what you're trying to create, you can, you can use that card in your crystal grid for what you're trying to manifest. You can also use Oracle cards for relationship, career questions, and for releasing, helping you to release and let go things that are no longer serving you. And the beautiful part is if you have a certain topic or area of interest, like for me, it's it's the animals, it's the nature stuff. For you, it might be crystals. For some people, it might, I have some decks downstairs that are angels and, and guardians and just different things. As you work with the deck, you're, you're building a, a base of knowledge that you can apply into other areas of your work in your life as well. So they can you know, be a learning tool. I don't have a crystal oracle deck that I like. Oh. I have many, but um, yeah, it's one of my dreams and goals is to create a crystal deck that I've always been looking for. Because so many of the crystal oracle decks, it's like a picture of carnelian and it'll say like passion mm -hmm. or creativity. And that's it. And I'm like, what? That doesn't, I, I've always been looking for a crystal oracle deck that teaches you about the crystal but also applies it to your life. So the decks, mm -hmm. and maybe I just haven't, you know, looked hard enough, but the decks that I have on crystals or have been given, it'll be very either scientific-y, you know, like this crystal is created of, you know, blah, 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 and blah, 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 and it's a hardness level of so-and-so, or it'll just be a picture of the stone and a word or two about what it can do for you. Mm -hmm. So, so I you're looking for more of a, a intuitive channeled message that comes with the stone 
Yes, and I'm looking for a picture that symbolizes the stone. So say, for example, Carnelian. I always call Carnelian the cheerleader. So mm -hmm. if I were going to create a deck, I might even put a picture of, you know, a, a cheerleader or someone cheering someone on as they're running a race or something so that the picture symbolizes what the stone does, not just a picture of the rock and the words. Oh, I love that. And it would be a fun deck. It would be super fun. Yeah, that's something I would love to do. Do you have to ask your question out loud? I, we get that question a lot. What do you think? No, I don't think you do. I don't either. I, I think it's the same energy. You can ask in your head. You can ask out loud. If you're really frustrated when you're not getting the answer you want, you might choose to say it quite loudly and with a real punch. I don't know. <laughs> I agree. But it does not have to be out loud. You can, of course, say your prayer of intention, like I am a clear and perfect channel for positive light and love, or I am open to receiving guidance from my higher self now. But you do want to create a prayer of intention that you say before each reading that you do. Then you pull the cards, one, two, or three, or however many you feel called to. After that, you just want to spend some time looking at the cards and paying attention to the images on the cards, the words, the emotions that it brings forward to you, any pictures that pop into your mind's eye, any feelings or memories, impressions. You really want to sit with the cards before you look to the book that comes with the cards. Yes. Yes. And that's why it goes back to what you said, what we were saying at the beginning about the visual, the colors, the essence. Are they muted? Are they vibrant? Are they things that really grab your eye? Because I, I do think it's uh, an immersive experience with the Oracle cards. Do you want to talk about some of our favorite decks? or is there I'd any love to. Okay. Yeah. One of the decks that I really love is called Return of Spirit Oracle Cards by Cheryl Lee Hamish. They have just wonderful fractal images on them and so there's really no correct or incorrect interpretation of the cards and each card has a beautiful uplifting message oh that's very nice uh, i have and i know i talk about this a lot but that's what i tend to do is get very involved in one certain focus and right now a deck i've been working with a lot is the mystical shaman Oracle card deck, and it's a collaborative effort with Alberto Valaldo, Colette Baron Reed, and Marcella Lobos. And it's a blend of mystical and shamanic wisdom based on sacred symbols that are shared by all peoples. So they are maybe found in the ancient rock carvings in Mongolia, the pictographs of the American Southwest. And all three of these authors have extensively studied ancient wisdom and divination practices so it's all the cards are coming from a place of healing and love and compassion inner workings of destiny but they're based on these collective uh symbols and signs that we all have access to oh that sounds lovely i like a lot of oracle decks by sandra ann taylor and her sister uh you've oh, got me too. Some, I, I just love the the energy that they put into their cards so one I would recommend is Energy Oracle Cards by Sandra Ann Taylor. Again, great messages, really wonderful for meditative and journaling work. I love that deck. I love the pictures. I love the energy of it. It's a really, um, it for me, it was really easy to bond with that deck for some reason. Uh, 
This is a bit of an older deck. It's Gateway Oracle Cards by Denise Lynn. And this, it, it, the pictures are quite simplistic and the messages aren't really long. There is a, a guidebook that comes with it. But it helps to interpret the signs that are all around, uh, you know, uh, coincidences, synchronicities, symbols in your waking life. And the goal of the deck is to help you understand communication from the realm of spirit. Oh, I love that. I have this little deck called Witchlings, and each card is a different image of like a little witchling, and it has a name on it. So like, for example, one of the cards in this deck is Luck. And so the, the, the witchling is hyacinth. And so it gives you some information about this card, but then it has a little exercise for each card that you can do. So like for the luck card, it says Ivy is a house protection plant that will lure positive energy and good luck into your living space. And it tells you take an Ivy plant and a tree agate stone or any quartz crystal you're drawn to place the stone or crystal into the soil with the Ivy each day, at least once, say sweetly and lovingly to your ivy plant, my beautiful ivy, channel luck from the universe to our surroundings and let that luck be a benefit to both you and me. Oh, isn't that cute? And then she has for that, all for that same card, a bath you can take for good luck, where you take some cinnamon sticks and ginger root and basil and you put it in a little muslin pouch and you say, good luck, good fortune, good times ahead. May to my life these things be wed. And then you put that into your bath and soak for 20 minutes while visualizing good luck coming to you. And then another little exercise about how to make a stone, a good luck stone for you. So for every card, it's got a description of what that card means. But then it has all these little exercises you can do to bring the energy of that card into your life. See, that's that's and you would never age out with that it's always going to continue to grow and evolve and yeah I find that there are certain i mean i have one raggedy old deck that i have had forever i love 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 this deck and it's it just seems really accurate for me i'm just going to give the abridge because there's some you know mixed reviews around this person that did the deck but it's the old Doreen virtue deck of magical mermaids and dolphins and i remember when i first saw it i thought Oh, mermaids and dolphins, really, Denise? But for some damn reason, this this deck really works for me. I've worked through all her choices have changed, her direction has changed, but when she was doing this, she was in the zone. And what got me back into this, I grabbed it the other day, I was grappling with trying to, you know, weighing out the pros and cons of a situation, and I pulled a card from that deck, and all it said was make a decision. And you read the, the description and it said, you need to just go with what your heart is telling you. Stop overthinking things. And I thought, son of a bitch, that's spot on. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. When you find the deck that works for you, you just know it. And, you know, you got to sometimes just just trust that. I also like Ask Your Guides by Sonia Choquette. A lot of great information about working with your spiritual team and each card, kind of like the one you were just describing, Denise, is, is just very no-nonsense advice. Yes, which I think sometimes when you're, what's the energy for today? Or I need insight on this situation. You just want that quick. You're not looking for, for really deep and I'm going to meditate on this for 20 minutes. You just kind of want it as a little springboard to moving in a new direction with stuff. Colette Baron reed has another deck that I've had for quite a while. It's the Wisdom of the Oracle Divination Cards. And what I 
Absolutely. It's very, probably the most detailed book I have. There are two or three pages, at least for each card. She goes into what it means, upright, reversed, questions to ask yourself. But what I love, I love the illustrations in this. They just are so whimsical and fun and well done. So sometimes I'll just use these cards because I love the pictures so much. Oh, I know. The pictures are so important. So I think my all-time favorite Oracle deck, and I don't even know if we could call this an Oracle deck, is one that you got me, Denise. It's the Medicine Cards by Jamie Sams and David Carson. Mm -hmm. Would you consider that an Oracle deck? I use it as an Oracle deck more than as uh, another way of doing divination. That's a deck I use every single day faithfully. Every day, I and I trust it, and I love it, and I just love the messages and the meanings. And there are spreads you can do with that that are unique, like the butterfly spread about our relationships that are listed in the book. But it just has a certain resonance that a lot of decks don't have. It has this authenticity to it of, yes, this was, you know, really channeled work. And the book that comes with it, I think, is almost more important than the cards themselves because it... It has an exercise in there to pull, uh, I think it's nine cards to find your animal guides. Mm -hmm. So it's just rich with so much information. And it's it's just a great deck I will turn to for, you know, what animal is protecting me now or uh, what animal card is symbolic of what I'm feeling right now. So I use this one more for personal use. Yes, it's a very reflective. What's interesting is, because I've worked with that deck for, it's an older deck that's been around for, for decades and decades, is sometimes those animals will show up for me during the day or they'll show up in dreams or they'll show up. Uh, it, it's also a really nice reference book to have, not only just for the cards, but just for general connection with, with the animal spirits. Oh, 100%. Like if you're driving out and you see an unusual animal, you can always look to Ted Andrews' book that we recommend a lot, but also you can just pull out this medicine card book and it tells you everything you need to know about that animal. Mm -hmm. for, for me, that's a very intuitively connected deck that I, I, the animals really resonate with me in that deck. Now, this is a, a deck that you gifted me, the Starseed Oracle, which is absolutely stunning. It's very... It's gentle. It, it's a very gentle deck. And this is uh, about the mysterious, the unknown, the old soul. But it, it's bringing in those stronger traits that a lot of us as souls we're trying to reconnect with. But And this is by Rebecca Campbell, and the artwork is by Danielle Noel. Beautiful, beautiful deck. Very uh, interesting, too, with the descriptions. Seems to be very spot on. But it's one I'm getting to know. Because don't you find that with these decks that some default position, you grab it, boom, there's my answer. It's spot on. But some, it's more of a, a it's like getting to know an acquaintance who becomes a dear friend in time. Yes, exactly. And it does take time. It really does. I have a lot of other decks that I'll refer to periodically. I have a, a deck that you pull one card a day and it has a different hand mudra. So if you're doing meditation, you can incorporate that mudra into your meditation and learn about what that can do for your energy. I have a Reiki Oracle deck that I'll look to because it'll give me different insight on a Reiki position. And again, I will use that for meditation and my Reiki self-care. 
And then I have the Game of Life Affirmation and Inspiration Cards by Florence Scovel Shin. This is another good one that is nice to pull. It's just a deck of cards with quotes from her work. And so you can just kind of pull one a day. Like, let's see if I pull one now. Uh, I've got the invisible forces are ever working for those who are always pulling the strings themselves, though they do not know it. Owing to the vibratory power of words, whatever one voices, one begins to attract. Ooh. Yeah, I like I like that deck because I find that I I pull the affirmation or quote that I need for that day that I am called to work with it. Do you want to use that deck to do one for the listeners or a different deck? I'm going to do a different deck. Okay. Do you want to do that now? Sure. I I thought I would use the Return of Spirit deck that I mentioned initially because I just I just love that deck and I it's the one I always turn to. I'm just going to shuffle it and I'm just going to ask what do our listeners need to know most today? And I'm going to stop shuffling and cut it. Okay. And I've got the assistance card. It says we all need a little help at one point or another in our lives. Rest assured, help is on the way for you. There is a huge inpouring of divine and angelic assistance coming to you now. This card appears for you today to let you know that your need for help has been acknowledged. Whether you have directly asked for aid or not, the universe is stepping forward on your behalf. This assistance may come in many forms. Sometimes it comes in the form of another person. We do not necessarily have to know them personally for them to influence our lives. Through a series of divinely organized coincidences, a complete stranger can make their way into our personal world, providing the help we need. At other times, it may be our closest friend who lovingly steps forward to assist us. However, we can also experience a sudden shift in circumstances, which occurs for no logical reason. This can happen to certain individuals who may be having difficulty. Either something energetically shifts within them, or we suddenly understand how to deal with that person. No matter how it happens, it is spirit working in your life. So let this be a fair warning. Help is on the way. So don't do something silly such as say, no, thank you, when help is offered to you. Do not let feelings of not being worthy or deserving get in your way. Do not allow your pride or need to be the giver interfere with this divine offering of assistance. You most certainly deserve it. Allow yourself to receive it. Just smile and say thank you. Just as assistance comes to you, sometimes soon spirit will call on you to provide a loving hand of help to someone else. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's a great message that I think uh, we all can use. Right. Right. And what's interesting is that it doesn't matter when you get that message. If you hear this six months from now when you're listening to the show or you hear it right as soon as we post it, that the timing will, it will find you when you need to hear the, that message, which I love, love, love. I do too. It's so mystical the way it all works. Yes. So what deck are you going to use? Well, I think I, I thought I was going to use a different deck, but now I'm being nudged to use this Starseed Oracle. So, you know, the old soul and the interconnectedness. So you can probably hear me shuffling in the background because highest and best any energy insight or clarity for our listeners today from a card that will bring them peace and inner knowing. Let's see what we get. I also tend to rub the deck a little bit like I'm 
making a magic wish and then I cut it. Okay. So we got the seas of Mintaka. Ooh. Seeing potential, bringing unconscious to light. It's going to take me a second to find it in the book. See, again, this is because I don't know it verbatim. I'm not going to open right out to that. But the pictures of these beautiful, uh, like these sea green and sky and, oh, just so lovely. So the seas of Mintaka, seeing potential, bringing unconscious to light. Mintaka is thought to have been a water-based planet contained in the most crystal clear waters you could ever imagine. So clear that you could see for miles and miles underwater. The Seas of Mintaka card represents this crystalline clarity of potential and possibility. It's about the ability and choice to see the potential in all people and situations. This could be one of your natural traits, or it could be a sign that what you're currently doing has great potential. Mintakans are thought to have been a galactic race who saw the light in everything and everyone. You may have received this card as confirmation that a situation or project has extreme potential and will reach for it fruition. If it appears in a spread, it's a very positive sign that things are working out for the highest potential of all involved. It's a very uplifting, light-filled card that brings great harmony, contentment, and positive outcomes. According to Carl Jung, that which we do not bring to consciousness appears in our life as fate. When water appears in dreams and art, it often represents the unconscious mind. Pulling this card also means you may be called to bring to light any unconscious patterns of which you're unaware, to look at them and see them clearly and consciously so they don't appear in your life as fate. What unconscious patterns or behaviors are ready to be brought to the light of day? And the Starseed Soul Inquiry, how can you see the potential in a situation you're facing? What unconscious patterns are you being called to bring to light? That's deep. It is deep. That's not a light airy fairy card. No, it's not. But don't you think with, uh, isn't Chiron in retrograde right now? Like I think astrologically we're all being called to do that. Yes. And what's interesting to me is that's been a pervasive theme in readings lately. And with people I've been talking to is this, this feeling of being called up, of being drawn to what they really want to do, of people are, are feeling this energy within themselves to say, I'm ready to do what I really came here to do. And I feel like that card kind of exemplified that a little bit for all of us. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I have one more quick one I want to share for our friends who are, you know how we have a lot of listeners who are kind of juggling like, oh, I'm very religious, but I kind of like this weird show called Enlightened Empaths. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have a deck that I really like called Voices of Saints. And it's just, so for anyone who's Catholic, it's you can just pull a saint a day. And if you like learning about the lives of saints, it's a, it's a great deck because there's so many saints in here I haven't heard of. So I'm just going to shuffle and ask... Um, for our listeners, highest and healing good, and our highest and healing good, um, who is a saint that we could call on and ask for intercessory help for any issue that is on our mind right now? Okay, so shuffling, cutting, and who do we have here? Oh, Saint Agatha. Interesting. Okay, luckily it's alphabetical order. Saint Agatha is a message of maternal love, generosity, and she is also the saint who safeguards from breast diseases. 
So it doesn't, the, the book description doesn't give you a whole lot of information on each thing because there's so many in here, but it's, it's a great jumping off point. So then you could Google St. Agatha and say like, oh, okay, what, what do I need to know? What is her message? But it's about generosity, self-love, taking care of yourself, mothering yourself. Oh, that's beautiful. And I think we all need that right now, that self-care, that taking care of ourselves as well as everyone else, especially yeah. as empaths. Oh, my gosh, yes. I totally agree. Oh, for those of you who have been asking about the Mediumship 101 class, that will be starting in September, September 9th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a great opportunity to meet other like-minded people, to explore your connection with spirit. We go through the basics with this class, and you can contact us at enlightenedempaths at gmail.com, or you can reach out to Samantha at samanthafay.com, or to me at thegratefulmessenger.com. The class, we have a, a lot of information that we share. There are personal exercises and partner exercises that are done weekly. It's a, a great foundational course for uh, if you're considering exploring mediumship or want validation about your own connection. So again, if you'd like to reach out, we'll send you a survey and see if it's something you'd be interested in. Well, we hope this episode has been fun and enlightening for you all. And at least has made you think differently about Oracle cards if you haven't already worked with them. Hopefully this show has made you think, okay, maybe there's nothing negative or scary or too in-depth that I have to study and learn to work with these cards. So we'd love to hear from you. If you have a favorite Oracle deck, you can always post it on our Facebook page, Enlightened Empaths. We hope you have a wonderful, happy, blessed week. Please remember, as always, to show up, do great work, and share your light. Take care.